listening to the Maze Tegdoni podcast, introspective conversations about well-being, creativity, and human nature for the conscious, creative, and curious minds. I'm your host, Maze Tegdoni. Let's create and elevate. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, we are talking about the importance of getting our daily dose of cake to increase our overall well-being and how we can do that. So stay tuned for some tangible techniques you can start implementing today, okay? So let me start by saying that cake is an acronym, all right? We're not talking about cake as in a chocolate or cheesecake, even though they bring a lot of happiness, right? Like, I mean, I love me some apple cake with vanilla ice cream and a hot tea on the side. Mm, mm, mm. But we're talking about positive emotions, all right? Those internal feel-good moments that emerge when we think and act a certain way that supports and uplift our well-being. You know, in, um, in mindfulness, we talk a lot about our ability to respond rather than react and in practice being aware of our thoughts, actions, and feelings as they are interconnected. And in cognitive behavioral therapy, there is a CBT triangle that refers to the interconnectedness of these three pillars. So simply put it, what we think affects how we feel and act. What we feel affects how we act and think. And what we do affects how we think and feel. So knowing this interconnectedness, we can make conscious choices. It also means that we are responsible for how we're showing up for ourselves. You know, we have the opportunity to be intentional about our thoughts and observe them with kindness, compassion. In curiosity rather than allowing them to observe us or absorb us and frankly a lot of people don't want that responsibility right we're so used to being on autopilot to the point where our devices now determine when we should wake up when we should go for a walk and for how long our devices also tells us when we should pick up their, our phone ear notifications plays a huge, huge role. We're also influenced by what we're seeing. And keep in mind that around 80% of the information we, we receive comes from our eyes. So our eyes takes in around 10 million pieces of information per second. Yeah, per second and transfer them to our brain. Now let's use Instagram as an example. If you've been following me, you know that I have a love and hate relationship with social media. I love to create content, but I dislike Instagram or the development aspects of these apps. Anywho, on Instagram, if you're following people who share images, places, people, or situations that in your perspective and opinion are negative, then what you're seeing with your eyes will affect how you feel, think, and act. If all you're seeing on Instagram or other social apps are filtered images, 
where all of the bodies and faces look the same, then what you see with your eyes will affect what you think, feel, and act. Contrarily, if you're if what you're seeing is images of things, people, and situations that inspire and uplift, then what you're seeing affects how you feel, think, and act, right? This was just an example to sort of paint a picture of how our senses can affect our internal world and how we can be responsible and intentional with what we are experiencing. So going back to the CBT triangle, I want us to focus on our emotions this time. And we're going to focus on positive emotions and how by cultivating positive emotions, we can create a positive shift in our brain and experience a sense of flourishing, joy. So emotions are typically triggered by how we're making sense of our current circumstances. And how we make sense of our current circumstances is a great first step to cultivate understanding of ourselves and how we move forward. And emotions, which, you know, can vary from day to day, even sometimes second to second, are brief experiences that last only for micro moments. We can view emotions like waves that rise up in the ocean and then dissipate. They don't last more than seconds or minutes, but what usually happens is that we keep repeating that scenario of, for example, a breakup, a negative comment that we might have received from our manager. And as we keep replaying those images in our mind, we recreate the feeling and act in a way that showcases our frustration, our sadness, and end up being in an endless loop of low mood, low energy. So, you know, we keep, we know that being in that state doesn't support us at all, but because we keep repeating these scenarios, it seems like it's almost difficult to get out of that loop. And this is where mindfulness is a great tool or a lifestyle Um, to cultivate because it will enable you to observe your thoughts and emotions and respond in a healthy way rather than react. So it basically takes you out of this doom loop that we just spoke about. Now, if you're able to increase our positive emotions, we will have a greater chance of handling negative experiences and circumstances in a healthy way. And what we know from research is that the moment that we experience positive emotions, they fundamentally change the way our brain is working. So when we experience positive emotions, even just mild positive emotions, our brain, our mind's awareness opens and closes with the presence and absence of positive emotions. And one of the ways I learned this during my studies was to think about our emotions as a water lily, right? In the early dawn of hours, the water lily is closed. But as the sun rises, the water lily starts to open. And I personally think this is a great way to remember our emotions, right? When we are in a low mood and our emotions are gloomy, we're closed off in mind body and spirit whereas when we are experiencing positive emotions 
we're open and receptive. We're open to listening to that feedback, even though we don't like it. We're open to acknowledge our even gloomy feelings. We're open for ideas and creative thinking. Okay, but one of the ways that we in which we hold ourselves back from experiencing those positive emotions and flourishing is that we don't do the simple things that brings us joy. It's actually that simple. We don't prioritize activities that we know will uplift us, whether that's meeting friends, working out or spending time on our hobby. And for those who know me, know that I'm such a hobby person. I'm huge on having a hobby and wish for everyone to reconnect with their inner kid, tap into that curiosity and do the things that they find enjoyable. You know, activities that will get you in a state of flow, right? Like where there's nothing else matters and you're just in the present moment creating and being. So if you're someone who thinks that you don't have hobbies, then think again, my friend, because we all have something. It's just that people won't take the time to explore anymore and think that they should just know what they like. Or some people might start playing the piano, for example, for a few days and end up quitting because they can't play their favorite song. You know, and I've said this before and I will say it again and probably keep saying it. Our growth, success, and healing is not an Amazon Prime click and collect order. Delayed gratification is beautiful, so please take your time to explore, learn, and dare to fail forward. Know that the process is way more important than the results, because it's during the process that you'll gain results in which you didn't even think you'd have if you would have only focused on the end results, right? And knowing what you don't want is just as important as knowing what you do want and like. So regarding hobbies, think about what you used to do as a kid that brought you joy. What activities consumed your mind and time? What drove your curiosity? And what activated that feeling of wholeness? All right, so just give that a thought. Going back to cake, <laughs> um, there are also other ways that we can cultivate and enhance, enhance our positive emotions on a daily basis. And as I said this before, it is super simple and that, my friend, is getting our daily dose of cake. All right, now cake is an acronym and stands for, bear with me, consistent approach of displaying acts of kindness to others through holding an empathic stand towards all we meet, all right? So whether that's a friend, someone who's trying to do harm to us, the colleague who's shouting at others, or the driver who cuts us up in traffic. And I know, I know, it's kind of long and probably not easy to remember, but it's basically taking a random act of kindness to the next level by making it part of our lifestyle. The most important thing to remember about this whole CAKE acronym is that it's about being consistent, okay? 
through CAKE, we are encouraged to adopt this mindset, not just when the mood sets in, but as a permanent way of being. You know, the aim is to build empathy towards others. When something happens, we can ask ourselves, why are they acting as they are? What could be the reason for their behavior? And to then respond with kindness and empathy. Another way of looking at it is looking at it is to ask ourselves, what would cause me to behave in this way or hold that opinion? And by doing so, we can try to recognize, respect, and celebrate others' humanity and vulnerability at the same time as we are cultivating humility in ourselves. And this is also this will also transform our world from being I-centric to we-centric. There's tons of psychological research that overwhelmingly confirms that random acts of kindness bring positive benefits as in mental and physical health gains to the individual who's giving. So not only are you doing something good for others, but you're also doing something good for yourself too. Now, I do also want to say that we don't want to solely depend on developing positive emotions just by doing random acts of kindness. So, you know, I'm saying all of this, but please do your research too and make intentional decisions. I personally think it's also healthier and more empowering to have or create a hub of various outlets that will support you in developing positive emotions you know and that can be as we spoke about having a hobby meeting up with a good friend on you know consistent basis doing random acts of kindness exercising writing whatever brings you joy and doing that on a consistent basis so regarding doing some random acts of kindness that can be in the cake um, acronym sort of container Um, I have three things that I like to do and have been doing for so many years that have really built my, I would say, small daily joys, all right? One of them is to simply greet everyone you meet every day. If you're, for example, in the elevator and one of your neighbors comes in, say hello, introduce yourself if you haven't and wish them a beautiful day and you know just keep it casual and nice the second one is to hold the door for someone this is something so subtle yet so thoughtful it's something our parents taught us when we were kids but seem to neglect as adults the third one is to let someone pass in the queue from time to time and use that time to embrace slowing down and just being in the present moment Sometimes this can be actually really frustrating, especially if you feel like you're in a hurry for no reason, right? You're just in your head and you might be thinking, I just want to go home. I don't want to do anything. But in that moment, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Let the person behind you pass you in the queue, right? Let them have your space or your place in the queue and watch them pay get the groceries and leave and wait for your turn in that moment you can really feel a discomfort 
but at the same time practice being comfortable in the discomfort knowing that you don't have to rush you can choose you can breathe you can smile all right so it brings back that control when you're when you're in a hurry and you just feel stressed now to one of my all-time favorite act of kindness not only is it an act of kindness but it's also a really great experience to strengthen your confidence to vocalize and express your thoughts to practice paying attention to detail and getting out of your comfort zone as well and that is i feel like i need drums in here somewhere and that is to give a genuine compliment to a stranger right this can be something so simple, yet again, so subtle, yet so powerful and thoughtful. So, you know, this can be also someone sitting next to you on, uh, on the bus or in the tube. Just find something that you like about their outfit, their style, their look, and just tell them. You know, when I was younger, I used to think that I was shy, that I didn't know how to talk to people, and now I get nervous. Um, so to get myself out of my comfort zone, I started to have small conversations with the cashier or the barista. And it started with small compliments like, this coffee smells so good, thank you for taking the time to prepare it for me. Um, or to the cashier, I would say like, um, you know, I see that the line is long, I really hope that your day goes smoothly. Thank you for great service, have a nice day, bye right it all started very small and once i noticed i got comfortable i would continue to add on until it became second nature and i still enjoy having small small talks with strangers today as well so another example was when i was living in london i used to use a tube a lot and on days where it wasn't too busy i would make the effort to compliment the person sitting next to me or in front of me and i would do this when i knew i was getting off in the next station or two so for example if i observed that the person sitting in front of me had a really cool jacket as i'm getting off uh, to leave for my state my stop or station i would gently approach them try to have you know eye contact with them just to sort of gently telling them that i'm coming towards you um and just say something uh, along the lines of, hey, I just want to tell you that I really like your jacket. Uh, the color and the cut of the design is really fresh and clean. It's, it's a beautiful piece. And from there, you know, depending on what they say, you just end the conversation with, have a nice day, and that's that. Now, sometimes these compliments or that one sentence could put a smile on that person's face and they feel comfortable to open up they would start to share how they got the jacket you know the process the journey why they liked it and what happened and in that moment you feel like you've just gotten to know someone on a deeper level just by giving them a compliment about their jacket i've done the same thing with shoes oh books are actually such a great conversation starter if you've read the book before, amazing, you know, you can always say, I've read this book before, this was my takeaway message, like, what do you like about it? Or may I ask um, what you think about this book? I've been trying to, uh, or it's been on my reading list, for example. So 
it just works both ways when we give random, genuine compliments because not only have you made someone smile, feel good and warm and inside, but you've also exercised, as I mentioned earlier, vocalizing and expressing your thoughts and getting out of your comfort zone. And this is something that you can do also in the workplace, right? You know, compliment someone on the presentation they had. This can be the design of it, the content, or something that stood out to you. Or for example, when you're going to get yourself a coffee, why not ask a colleague if they would like one too? You know, all on you. So it's the small stuff that matters. So these were a few examples of random acts of kindness. And of course, also, in my opinion, small and simple acts of kindness that you can do on a consistent basis. Now, part of me wants to say something such as, you know, research has shown that by doing these acts of kindness activities on a daily basis, um, you will experience psychological benefits, uh, both as a giver and a receiver. And I don't know why I changed my voice, but I think I'm trying to <laughs> emphasize something here. Um, but what I do feel called to say and remind you as well as myself is that we need to begin stepping back from this I-centric world and frame of mind and work on becoming we-centric. To give to others without expecting much back. To show others the power of humanity. To give others a chance, an opportunity to be human. To be okay with mistakes, to confront these mistakes with kindness, compassion, empathy, and most importantly, respect. Let's not forget that we are human beings. And the fact that we need a reminder to show others kindness and empathy, and that we also need research to tell us how important that it is with numbers and charts. I mean, that's more than enough of an indicator of how far we've forgotten our humanity. So, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it has given you something to think about. And if you have enjoyed this episode, then please share it with a friend on social media and tag me. Drop me a message and let me know what your key takeaway message from today's episode was and how you're getting your daily dose of cake. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, stay free.